Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والعصر إن الإنسان لفي خسر إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر سورة العصر مكن سورة yes. مكن سورة كم آيات three آيات مكن سورة with three آيات and again, like many surah in Juz Amma, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala starts with starts with a qasam. And what's the rule? That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can swear by any of his creations. But the insan can only swear by by their creator, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They can only swear by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wal-asr. Wal-asr. The Mufassirun said that there is two aqwal to this. What is Al-Asr referring to? And the first one is the one that we know. Why is it called Salat Al-Asr? Because it is in the later part of the day. Al-Asr is what? The later part of the day. You know, the period just before the sunset. And when the day is finishing, this is called Waqt Al-Asr. Waqt Al-Asr, hence the name Salat Al-Asr. And then the second one is, is that it's referring to time in general. Yes, and this is the most correct opinion. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He swore by the time. Aqsama bil waqt. Because why? Because this is where the events and the states change. Yes, the alternation of the days and the nights. This is where the states and the and the affairs they change. And as the Sheikh Ibn Uthaymin, he gave an example. He said, "Mathalan, shiddatan warakhaan." Sometimes there's hardship, and sometimes there is there is ease. How does this occur with the passing of time? Sometimes there is hardship, and sometimes there is there is ease, and sometimes there is harban wa silman. Sometimes there is war, and sometimes there is there is peace. And then he said, Sahatan wa maradan. Sometimes there is health, and sometimes there is, there is sickness. And then he said the most important one. He said, sometimes amalan salih, and sometimes amalan, amalan sayyid. We all sense this within ourselves. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. Wal-asr, khusr. This is the jawab of the qasam. That indeed, insan is in khusr. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّ الْإِنسَانِ This alif and lam, jins. That means all of the insans. There's no exception. Yes, it doesn't matter if you're from Pakistan. It doesn't matter if you're from Bangladesh. It doesn't matter if you're from Australia. It doesn't matter if you're from the Jazeera Al-Arab, from Africa. It doesn't matter where you're. insan All of insan jins, General. إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ لَفِي خُسْرِ That they are in loss. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He swore by the passing of the time and all that occurs in the passing of time that al-insan is in loss. Essentially, if they do not use the time that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allocated for them, then they are in, then they are in loss. And as Sheikh ibn Uthaymin, he said, they are in loss in all their affairs, in the dunya and in the akhirah. In the dunya and in the akhirah. And this is the ultimate loss, to lose in this dunya and to lose in the akhirah. For example, you may lose in this dunya, but in the akhirah, what? You are, you are one of the winners in al-akhirah. 
in which case this is not a loss in fact this is this is a win but this is what is referring to here al-khusr fi dunya wa fil and in the arabic language they have what's called mu'akkidat in the lugha it confirms something confirmations for this these two ayat they have three mu'akkidat the first mu'akkid is what is the qasam that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala swore by al-asr that insan is in in khusr, this is the first mu'akkidah. We said that if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to highlight something or wants to confirm something, he what? He uses the he uses the qasam. And also it has khusr. It also has inna. Inna is what? Adatu ta'kid in the Arabic language. Yes? If you say Mathalan qa'im, you say that the man is standing. Yeah, no, that's just normal. But when you say, you say, indeed, the man is standing. You're adding emphasis to the standing of the man. And as well, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could have just said, that they are in loss. But when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts the lamb there, this is also a confirmation. They are definitely in khusr. So when you read these mu'akkidat and how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is confirming this, subhanAllah, it should draw your attention that this is something very, very serious. And again, Shaykh ibn Uthaymeen, subhanAllah, he, he gave a great fa'ida. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said, إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ لَفِي خُسُر فِي خُسُر Yes, they are in khusur. They are in loss. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could have just said what? إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ لَخَاسِر Indeed, insan is khasir. They are, they are losers, essentially. But why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala use fi khusur? This is what they call a dharfiya. This is the circumstance that they are in. Yani they are immersed in loss. All around them they are surrounded by loss. For there's no escape from this loss. For this is ablaq, this is more eloquent. And this is more meaningful when he said la fi khusur. Wal asr innal insana la fi khusur illa alladhina amanu wa amilu salihati wa tawasaw bil haq for this is the exception how do you escape from this loss this state of loss illa this is the exception that these people are not in a loss that means if they are not in loss that means they are they are the winners illa alladhina amanu wa amilu salihati wa tawasaw bil haqqi wa tawasaw bil sabr they do these four things that they are winners and they are saved from this loss for the first one is what alladhina amanu there is no doubt in their heart. It is not mixed with shak and is not mixed with doubt. The iman is firm. When Jibreel alayhi salam, he came to, to the Prophet sallallahu in the famous hadith, he said, Akhbirni anil iman. Tell me about iman. What did he say the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? This is what Al-Iman is. Those who believe in these six pillars of Iman and what they necessitate. And what they necessitate. And you cannot have Iman of these things without ilm. It is not imaginable that you have Iman without what? Without learning about these things that you believe in. Subhanallah, when we say Al-Iman Billah, we'll just quickly go through them. Al-Iman Billah, that you believe in Wujudillah. You believe in, in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That there is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
But you believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you believe in, in the rububiyyah of Allah, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the creator and the sustainer and the provider. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is the rububiyyah, the lordship of Allah. And you believe in the uluhiyyah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What's the uluhiyyah of Allah? The worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala deserves to be worshipped. And you believe in the asma' and sifat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the names of Allah and the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You believe in this. And tu'mina billahi wa malaikati. And you believe in the angels. That they are the creation which are unseen and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created them from light. And that some of them Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us about them by name. He told us about Jibreel and he told us about Mikael and he told us about Israfil. Some of them he told us about and some of them he told us what their responsibilities are. For example, Jibreel is responsible for the wahi and Mikael is responsible for the rain. And Israfil is responsible for the blowing of the trumpet. And Malik is, in, is, the, is the gatekeeper of Jahannam. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us about specific angels and he told us about general angels. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, مَا مِن مَوْضِعِ أَرْبَعَ أَصَابِعَ فِي السَّمَاءِ إِلَّا فِيهِ مَلَكٌ قَائِمٌ لِلَّهِ أَوْ رَاكِعًا أَوْ سَاجِدٌ That there is not a space in the, in the sama. يعني أربع أصابع, four fingers length. Except that there is a malak there, either they are standing in the worship of Allah or they are, are doing ruku' in the worship of Allah or they are making sujood to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How big is the heaven subhanAllah? And there is not a space this much except that there is a malak there. Except that there is a malak there who is worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For we believe in them specifically and we believe in them generally. Wa kutubihi that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent down to the Prophet's books and we believe in them generally and specifically we believe in the Qur'an. But we believe that Ibrahim got the Suhuf and Musa alayhi salam got the Torah and Isa alayhi salam he got the Injil. We believe in these generally. But we are not required to believe what's inside the Torah and what's inside the Injil. Because these have all now been, have been distorted. But the Quran abrogates all other revelations. We believe in the Quran specifically and what it contains and the hukum of the Quran. We believe in it. Warasulihi. And we also believe in the prophets, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he said, Minhum man qasasna alayka wa minhum man lam naqsus alayk. That some of the messengers we told you about, and some of them we didn't tell you about. We believe in all of them. We believe in the ones that Allah specifically told us about. We believe in Isa and Musa and, and Zakariya and Yahya. All of these messengers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he sent and he mentioned them in the Quran. We believe in them. And the ones that he didn't tell us about, we also believe in them. So we believe in those Allah told us about and the ones... Allah didn't tell us about. We believe in all of them. And we believe in وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِينَ We believe in the last day, that, yani when the people will be resurrected. Hufatan, Uratan, Ghurla, barefoot and naked and uncircumcised. They'll be resurrected to be called to account for their amal. As Imam bin Taymiyyah said, yani belief in the last day is everything after death. Everything that will happen after death. For it includes fitnatul qabr, that you'll be questioned in your grave. And it includes the belief that your, your qabr will be either a road of Jannah or will be a hufra of Nar, wal-iyadu billah. That it will be a, yani a garden of paradise or it will be what? A pit of the hellfire. And Al-Qadr, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decreed everything yani, till the day of judgment. Yani, as he told the Qalam, Uktub. And then the Qalam said, what should I write? And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Uktub ma huwa ka'inun ila yawmil qiyamah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to the Qalam, write everything that will occur until, until yawmil qiyamah. For we believe in this. This is Al-Iman. إِلَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ Your Iman is not enough. You must accompany your iman with, with amal salih. And anyone who says that my iman is enough for me, he is a, he is a murji'. He says my iman is enough, I don't need any amal. For this is a rad, this is a refutation of them. إِلَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ عَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ The righteous deeds. 
يعني الصلاة أن الزكاة أن الصيام أن الحج أن بر الوالدين obeying your parents وصلت الأرحام and to uphold the ties of relationship all of these are from العمل الصالح what is العمل الصالح how do we classify عمل as being صالح or غير صالح it has to meet two conditions if it meets these two conditions we say that this عمل is الصالح and only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala judges these two conditions يعني we may finish our عمل and we don't know whether it's صالح or not صالح but we hope that it is صالح the first of these is what? It must be done for the sake of of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yani sincerity for the sake of Allah. And the second one is the conformity to the sunnah of of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So if either one of these is missing or both of them are missing, then this is not amal al-salih. For mashallah, you might have the best of intentions. And you are doing this amal just for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But in your, in your amal you are... You are not conforming to the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We give the, the, the example that we always give in your salah. Your salah might be for the sake of Allah, but in a way which the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa did not do. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not accept it in this case. Or you could do it exactly like the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa did, but what? You're not doing it for the sake of Allah. You're doing it so that such and such person says, look at this person, look how well they pray, look how they're holding their hands, look at their, their head, it is hanging in khushu'ah, subhanallah, look at them concentrating. In the, this is why you're doing this. Will Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept this? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not accept this. This is not amal al-salih. إِلَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ وَتَوَاصَوْا بِالْحَقِّ وَتَوَاصَوْا بِالصَّبْرِ تَوَاصَوْا بِالْحَقِّ This is the third thing that they do. تَوَاصَوْا بِالْحَقِّ They advise one another upon, upon the haqq. What's the haqq? The sharia essentially, yes? The sharia of Islam, this is the haqq. They advise one another upon haqq. Yani essentially what is this referring to is a da'wah. Da'wah in its many forms. For da'wah can be a lesson. We are giving da'wah now, yes? This is a form of da'wah. I sit down with one of my brothers and I advise them. Nasiha. This is also this is also a da'wah as well. For this is what a tawasi bil haq is. For Matharan the Shaykh gave an example. Yani if someone is negligent in an obligation, we advise them to maintain their obligation. Because this is an obligation for the fard. We, we must warn them about it. We must tell them about it. Yani the, they've left their salah, or they're not paying their zakat, or, or they haven't been to hajj when they have the capacity to go to hajj. You say to them, yani, you have to fulfill this. You have to fulfill this obligation. Yani, don't, be, don't be confronting. Yani, do it in a, in a nice and polite way in which they will listen to. And similarly, if they are committing a sin, then we advise them, say, you are committing a sin, you are not allowed to do this. We're not silent on this. For this is in the wajibat and the muharramat, we have to tell them about it. We have to tell them about it. But when it's something mustahab, مثلاً, something recommended, then what? We encourage them and we never call them to account for it. Because this is something, this is something mustahab. This is according to the capacity of the person. إِلَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ وَتَوَاصَوْا بِالْحَقِّ وَتَوَاصَوْا بِالصَّبْرِ So after they had iman, by learning and having the iman, and subhanAllah, they implemented the, the righteous deeds. And then it is not sufficient for them just to remain quiet. They must also tawasaw bil haq. They must also advise one another upon al haq. And also watawasaw bil sabr. And they advise one another with, with patience. What's a sabr? If I was to ask someone, give me a definition of sabr. Well, essentially, a sabr is to withhold the nafs from doing something which it should not be doing. And we'll go through the levels of sabr. For there's three levels of sabr. And just think of this definition when we look at these three levels of sabr. For the first one is as sabr ala at ta'a. 
You have to be patient upon the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then the Shaykh, he gave a couple of examples here. Mathalan, the one who is lazy in praying in jama'ah in the masjid. And he gave another example. Or they see that their zakat is a lot. And they become what? They become stingy and they're hesitant. They say, should I give the zakat or should I not give the zakat? But in this case, what? They should be advised to be patient upon the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because the worship of Allah is not easy sometimes. It requires a bit of... A bit of sabr. And yani the evidence that good deeds are hard, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِنَّهَا لَكَبِيرَةٌ وَاسْتَعِنُوا بِالصَّبْرِ وَالصَّلَاةِ وَإِنَّهَا لَكَبِيرَةٌ إِلَّا عَلَى الْخَاشِعِينَ Seek assistance in Allah with الصَّبْرِ and الصَّلَاةِ وَإِنَّهَا لَكَبِيرَةٌ It is very heavy. إِلَّا عَلَى ال... إِلَّا عَلَى الْخَاشِعِينَ The khashain do not find it heavy, but for others it may be heavy. And then the second level of patience, يعني patience upon the obedience of Allah and sabro عَنِ الْمَعْصِيَةِ Patience upon leaving the sins. And the Shaykh, gave an example, يعني people who are enticed into the haram earnings, يعني the riba and cheating. Yes, it's very easy to go and, and take some riba, صح? But what do you have to do? You have to be patient because this is what? This is a ma'asiyah, this is haram. Or imagine they, they cheat in their business. And even the Prophet ﷺ, he said, when you're selling your dates, don't put, subhanAllah, the, the, the ones that are going a bit rotten on the bottom and then the good ones on top. Mix them up so that people know that there is good ones and there is bad ones that you're selling. But this is what? This is a form of tadlis. This is a form of tadlis. You have to be careful because the, the wealth that you get in this regard, it may look very nice and very easy and very quick that you get, but what? It is essentially haram. And you may have this يعني, perception in your mind that what? See, everyone else is, mashallah, they've got a car and they've got a house and they've got this and they've got this and I'm skin, I have nothing, subhanAllah. So I'm losing here. They may think like this. They may think like this, but this is not the case. For even though it may look like you are losing, in fact, you are obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and when you obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you are always, you are always winning. And then the third sabr is الصبر على أقدار الله The sabr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's decree. يعني such a sickness or loss of wealth or loss of someone beloved to them. But subhanAllah, these are hard on the nafs. But this is something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has, has decreed upon you. But you, you, have, you advise them to be patient. For as the Prophet sallallahu he said, when you give ta'ziya of a person, what do you say? He said, إِنَّ لِلَّهِ مَا أَخَذْ وَلَهُ مَا أَعْطَى وَكُلَّ شَيْءٍ عِنْدَهُ بِأَجَلٍ مُسَمَّى لِلَّهِ مَا أَخَذْ To Allah belongs what he took. It belongs to, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The soul that he took belongs to whom? It belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Lillahi ma akhad. As Shaykh ibn Uthaymin, he said, how can you disapprove of Allah when he takes what's his? How can you be angry with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he takes what's his? It belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For this is why you have to hold back yani, yourself from doing something which you should not be doing. And in this case, it's anger and sakhat and disapproval and, and these things because this is all the qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And just quickly, yani, Imam al-Shafi'i rahimahullah, he said, لَوْ لَمْ يُنزِلِ اللَّهُ عَلَىٰ عِبَادِهِ حُجَّةٌ إِلَّا هَذِهِ الصُّورَ لَكَفَتْهُمْ He said that if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had not sent down a hujjah upon his khalq, except this surah, it would have been enough for them. He's not saying, يعني, a lot of people understand this to mean that if Allah had only sent down this surah from all the Qur'an, then this is enough. He said, what? A hujjah. An excuse. يعني, how, how are you going to avoid loss? It's all outlined in this, in this surah here. But obviously you need to go back to the Qur'an and to the Sunnah to elaborate on these matters. And then subhanAllah, when you know what these four matters are, then you will work hard and you will strive to implement them so that you avoid loss. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika. Ashadu an la ilaha illa ant. Astaghfiruka wa atubu ilaik wa jazakumullah.